Welcome to Turning Little Stones, the podcast that takes a fresh look at the fascinating world of young children. As a parent, experienced childcare professional, and early years consultant, I get how much we dream good things for our children. We start out hopeful and confident, and yet somehow the daily reality can feel more like a grind than a gift. And so we easily miss out on the joys of these fleeting early years. Over time, I've come to realize that to give our children the best start in life, we first need to recognize what's going on inside them in secret. There is some great research out there, and my heart is to make some of this relatable for everyone. And so throughout these weekly podcasts, I hope that whoever you are, parent, family carer, childminder, practitioner, anyone who spends time with young children can take a moment each week to reinterpret what our children are doing and why. And by doing so, I have seen countless exasperated, bewildered, exhausted carers become re-energized and inspired as they find easy ways to connect with what their young children are naturally eager to do. A little like turning over a pebble in a rock pool to discover a hidden world tucked away. We too will look at our children with fresh eyes and delight in being part of their journey. Welcome to Turning Stones. Today I am joined by Kirsten, who has probably about a year ago now, set up a stay and play, I suppose, forest school session. We're going to call this Out and About Woodland Adventures because not all of us need to actually go to a forest school, but it's just for us to understand a little bit about the sorts of things that children love to do outside in the woods. So Kirsten, I've spent a lovely morning out there with you, but before we get started, just introduce yourself a little, um, why you love being outside, why you love the woodland. Yeah, I've, I've always loved being outside. Um, I started in girl guiding from a very young age, and I guess that taught me a lot of the camp skills and out-of-door skills, um, and I've absolutely enjoyed that, and I still lead with girl guiding now. And with my other hat on, I'm also a, a teacher, so I teach geography and countryside management to groups of children up to the age of 18 um, for boys with special needs. And again, getting out and about is so much more than being stuck inside a classroom. They get so much more out of it. And after having young children, uh, well, after having two children, um, we were looking for a childminder and we found Anne who offers forest school. So it's kind of just fallen into our laps. And then I did my training and here we are. So one of the things I've, I've noticed is that children, well, the children this morning were incredibly sociable for their age because quite often you don't get a great deal of socialising, a lot of parallel play for young, young ones. Yeah. And also behaviour. I mean, have you seen that transition of children becoming more social and their behaviour changing as well for the better? <laughs> Definitely. And as they become more confident in the space yes. and know how to move around and use the space as well. Yes. It's had an impact. Um, and the more confident they get, the more happy they are and the more that they use the resources and tools available to them. 
Yeah, I have a, a great mantra, I suppose, which is if we're seeing a child do something we, that we don't want them to do, we change the environment, not nag them into submission. So it's change the environment and not the child is, is just one of my little mantras. And in the woods today, you had set up an amazing environment for those children. There wasn't anything that they could do inappropriate that they couldn't have that behaviour. They weren't allowed to do that behaviour somewhere else. So I'm looking, I'm thinking particularly about the, the mud. Yes, no, definitely. Painting and the mud painting has been... Um, Fantastic! That's a fairly new one that we've done. And mm. they're allowed to throw the mud. They can experiment mm. with the different textures of mud. They can paint it. Mm. Um, we let them use the sticks as a natural paintbrush. Yeah. And um, but you sometimes... Have brushes there as we well. We had brushes you? there yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. And some of the parents with the sticks, so it's, it's very much, oh, careful of that, don't use a stick, don't... And mm. we teach them those tools. We, we give them the tools to be able to, to use it correctly yes and a stick can be so many things it can mm. be a stick man it can be a magic wand it could be a walking stick while you're going on an incredibly challenging hike mm. it could be a broomstick yes whatever they want it to be it yes. might just be a log dog yes dragged around the, the the ground yes um so i think once they've used the sticks and they know how to use them correctly children even as young as two three will work together to move a a large branch um in tandem in, together from one place to another they know um when we do willow weaving yes. with the older ones they know how to to move it around and to walk with the willow yes, yes. so yeah. yeah and reminders you do need a watchful eye yes but actually they learn very quickly how they do something correctly and they're allowed to do it again and if they enjoy it and they want to do it, that's great. And everybody then relaxes. The parents relax. So you, you've seen, and, and some of the parents that I spoke to this morning or carers, they, they were clearly more relaxed. I spoke to one grandparent who was just thrilled. It was her first session with a grandson, I think, yes, yes. Um, today. And I asked her what, what she'd enjoyed about it. She said, just seeing this different side of him. I've not seen him like this before. He was confident. He was... She, she was astonished at just seeing her grandson behave differently in this environment that you had created. And it's been really interesting. He's been coming to us for... Since he was probably about six months old. So probably about eight, nine months now. And as a non-walker, he was very much sat there and everything went on around him and... Um, mum brought things to him or moved things around and he moved with the mum. Yes. Now he is dictating. He knows what he wants yes. to do and he is toddling off and doing it and it's just fantastic. And there's a Woodland Adventures led by the child, actually, and tag their parents or carers are tagging along and seeing and, and can join in. Yeah. Well, like the hammocks. Yeah. Oh, the hammocks. Yes. Explain about the hammocks. We, we have two hammocks and um, we set one up at child height um, so that they can climb into it themselves. And, and some of the first few weeks require a little help just to balance it. And we've also set one up higher up for the, for the grown-ups because when 
the adults get into the hammock, the smile on their face is just amazing. And I went in today. I, I had a, a uh-huh, quiet, I missed that one. I had a quiet two minutes, and I just laid down. And because all the trees are still bare at the moment, yes. I could look up and I could just see that blue sky, the branches waving at the top. There were a couple of squirrels um, chattering away at each other, and then I heard the little Caitlin's voice from the other hammock going. And she was grinning her head off, uh, but wanted me to be in one hammock and her to be in the other. So, and you I was sharing that experience yeah. that she loved so much. Yeah. It was just amazing. Yeah. And so I would, yeah, if anyone has two yes. trees or can find any way of just yes. putting a hammock somewhere, it's just, it was such an amazing moment because your your daughter is obviously so confident you know i saw her uh, little miss waitress asking yes. people get taking their orders for snack um which was lovely but when you and Anne were clearing away at the end and and i was sitting with her while she she munched away we just had some really quiet moments where she was listening to the birds and then she wanted to sing the song back to the birds it was just beautiful, yeah. But I, she was able to be silent in that woodland, and she's she a can appreciate busy girl, it. isn't yeah. she? Yeah, and I think she she has that understanding of a woodland environment, and that that's what I hope that I have instilled in in both of my children that an appreciation of the environment, um, an awareness of the environment, but also um, just an understanding that we're invited in to their world and we are the we're almost the intruders but we can share the space yes. and yeah. it's just i think especially on a day like today when all the birds were out um i don't think we heard the cuckoo the, we heard the cuckoo last week not really that's jolly early we had had wow and um, we've had woodpeckers and the um one of the children's convinced that they heard the woodpecker so um yeah, no, it's fine. But we've got the little um, birds, the tweeting birds from yes. the RSPB as well, which is great because the children will mimic it. Yes. And and I saw the smile on a little... Yeah, he was 10, 11 months. Yes. This, and and I pressed the, the sound. And his smile and wide eyes, he was so thrilled to hear the bird singing back to him. And, of course, the bird is sitting in the tree <laughs> in the right place. But last week, he didn't like them. We've, we've had those because this half term, our session has loosely been themed around birds. So they we introduced them at the beginning of the, the term um, and he wasn't keen on them. Um, and I don't know if it was just because he knew it was a soft toy and or, or if he thought it was a real bird or, or what, but actually for him to converse, that's huge. No, it was lovely. And talking to another mum, that, that, that um, theme has impacted her. She came with two children and she was telling me that she had set up a, a sort of mud kitchen probably similar to what you've got, a sort of... Leaf litter kitchen, leaf litter kitchen. It's just a very basic Um, area. Yeah, and and also bird food. So she and the children had, or her older one, had definitely been spotting birds at the bird table with the bird feeders that they had made, because of what you'd done at Muddy Bugs with them, and that's beautiful. So you know, you're you're 
you're not just giving them a once a week experience, but actually that's percolating out, which is what we we want these podcasts to do. You know, you, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to send them to or take them along to 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 a forest school if you if you can't. But any opportunity to be outside and and follow your child's lead in that environment. One of the things mm. that the mum really enjoyed was the first week of term when we had pictures of um, birds. And they had to go around and find the corresponding picture or the identical picture around the site. And instead of writing or using pens, we used um, clothes pegs yeah. to tick it off when they'd seen it. And they, she thought that was absolutely fantastic. So if you have a bunch of clothes pegs yes. and a piece of paper with your yeah. pictures on, you do it with leaves, yes. birds, insects... Pairing cards are just amazing, yeah, for a visual. Now, you're a teacher. Yes. <laughs> the other hat on. And um, yeah, obviously you're keen that children are going to learn and develop across mm -hmm. all areas. But the children today, there was no formal teaching at all. I saw nothing that could... You could say a child was being encouraged to count that or name that. There was no teaching or testing at all but they were learning so much the richness was astonishing so can you tell me a little bit about has that changed you as a teacher maybe a little bit definitely I've used some of the skills from teaching in a classroom that I've brought down to forest school even though the age gap is so different um I try and use a lot of sort of non-verbal cues, um, a lot of emotions, sort of my facial expressions, um, hand gestures. I will often do thumbs up for the kids, high fives, anything like that um, for the younger ones, because they, wh whatever age, children seek that affirmation that they are doing a good job. We we don't mark their progress in forest school in a in, a, in a, a sort of catalogued way. What we do do, though, is as children get older and we've looked at their um, sort of um, fine motor skills, we will then offer them to learn how to light the fire. Yes. Or we will learn, we will show them how to use the saw. Yeah. And as they have got those skills and they've got the communication levels, they can do it with a partner. Yeah. So we start off by demonstrating, we then do it as a paired activity with them as an, and an adult, and then they'll do it on their own. Yes. Um, I mean, some of their parents' faces when you hand a four-year-old a saw is priceless, but they come away with it going, oh, my, yeah. my child's done that! Exactly. And it's, exactly. that's, yeah. that's what we're there for. It's like giving them those tools yeah. and enjoyment. And some of our listeners are sitting, listening to this and going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> risk, risk! And we perfectly understand that. But um, I just want to talk a little bit about the dullest thing, really. But maybe understanding risk assessments that we need to make in advance and understanding how they are possibly our friend and risk assessments are great. <laughs> yes. No, I, I agree. Um, as part of my training to become a forest school leader um, and Anne and I have both gone through that that yes. process and you do a, a very sort of detailed and in-depth portfolio and, and you can create a handbook and we have done policies and risk assessments um, I'm quite lucky and, and so is Anne in that for part of our other job risk assessments we used to yeah. 
we can formalise it in a document when we have to. However, I will equally go out on a walk and I will risk assess in my head. I will look at the stream with the swing hanging over it and think, is that a good idea? Or how can I make that safer? Am I willing to stand in the stream with my son so that he can enjoy the feeling of swinging over a river? Uh, And it's an awesome swing. Or do we just say, actually, the river is too fast at the moment. Let's, Let's try it again in a few weeks when... The, the flow has reduced. And to allow the children to learn to make their own risk assessments. I remember quite often practitioners, you know, we used to have a trundle trail that was made of wood, and, and you know, practitioners would go, careful, careful, you're, you know, you're hurt, you hurt yourself. Well, not if it's been raining and the, the wood was slippy. Well, that's, that's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy, but actually to to explore, oh, does that feel the same as it did yesterday when it was dry? And, oh, gosh, that is a little bit slippery, isn't it? How do you think we can be safe using this? Definitely. Anne and I try not to use the word careful. Brilliant. Um, we will... There's an amazing document that I found that is, instead of using the word careful, what else can I say? And it's, what happens if you put your foot on that wet log? Or how might I feel if I jump off this. And I've definitely taken that um, into into the woodland sessions because we help parents to then stop using the word careful as well. And they have looked at it. And we've got a little wobble board. And in in wet conditions, it is a challenge. Mm. And we have had children, my own daughter included, who has decided that it's the same to run across it in the wet conditions Mm. as it is in dry conditions, Mm. and it's not. And she very quickly learned that she could do it on all fours instead of... Excellent. Because she had more grip, more control. She still made it across. Um, And, in fact, actually, it was probably more challenging for her because she was slower on it, doing it on all fours. Of course, of course. But it was a different challenge. So I totally get that the use of the word careful... Yeah, um, yeah. It's not a banned word because I think there is definitely a place for it. Yes. Um, yeah. But I think if the children, if, if we use that, they know to stop and listen and reassess. Yes. And we talk to them about risk assessments. What will what would happen if you've moved that stick and Caitlin is still standing there? Mm. Or, Caitlin, if you roll that big log and little Felix mm. is on the other side, what might happen? Mm. Um and so I think it is just instead of a careful don't do that. Yes. What will happen if? What is the outcome? Yes. yes. And get them they they know the risks yes. and the hazards once yes. they look at it. They yeah. they are they a lot of children if given the time have more credit than mm. Mm. but um, it's that stopping and allowing them to come across it with themselves. Yes. We're coming towards the end, and I just want to thank you so much. It's been brilliant, and I would love to come again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Woodland Adventures, it, it was an absolute joy. Just one last thing I'd love to share is uh, really around this whole idea of teaching learning. It, it, some, some subjects are really hard for young children to grasp, and one of those is history, the passing of time. Yeah, time is meaningless to many children. 
But actually, the children today that you've had since February, um, so they've seen a transition of the seasons. And as you say, today was a lovely spring, warmish day. Um, and they will be, and in a few weeks' time, all the, all the leaves will be on the trees and da 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 So they will see the whole of the seasons without us having to teach them about it. And we're almost, as we're coming up to our year point, we've got two families that have done it for the whole year now. Oh, yes. And they've, yes. they've been through the clothing change requirements yes. for the seasons. Yes. Or they've seen you lie on the hammock and you can't see the sky because of the leaves. Yes. And today you can you see can. the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, they've seen snow on the ground. And mm. so... Mm. And bird prints you were bird telling prints me about. Bird prints and the flower yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, mm. it's definitely trying to grasp concept of time without... And time. you as a leader and a mum, <laughs> are you still learning? Definitely. Yeah. Every, every, every session... Absolutely. And it's still an adventure for what you're, you know, you're... They constantly surprise me. Um, Today, I made wild garlic pesto and I immediately made the assumption that the children wouldn't like it. It was too strong for them. It would be too overpowering a taste and... I, I well, you said you kicked it, it kicks a punch. It didn't does, you? it yes, does. Yeah. And I, I made that assumption when offering it, and I said, We've got the cheese and the ham, or we can do wild garlic, but with the caveat, it does pack a punch. Yes. And all the parents kind of listened to me and listened to Anne as a leader and yes. took that on board and went, Oh no, we'll just stick with the cheese and the ham. Yes. And actually, when we came down to it, and the parents had eaten the, the one with the pesto, and some of the children were nibbling on the parents' mm. ones, and they devoured it. Mm. So I'm, from taking from that, need to make sure and, and need to be careful of, actually, what do I um, mm. sort of... What do I put onto them, and, and yes. why, why did I make that assumption? Yes, yes. And um, that's yeah. really honest of you, and we all do it, don't we? Every single one of us. It's yeah. really tasty. <laughs> it was. Thank you for it. Absolutely. I'm going home with a little bag of wild garlic, which is even better. But, no, thank you so, so much. It's been a joy. We've only touched the surface, but it was such a joy to be there. It was lovely to speak to the carers. The children were amazing. Um, And really, if all we've done is allowed some of our listeners to to look at their children again, to look at the outdoors again, even when it's cold and horrible, um, and, and just understand that they can be part of the adventure of, of sharing woodland adventures with children. Just do it. I just encourage you. Thank you, Kirsten, for inviting me to Muddy Bugs. It was an absolute joy to see how much these fortunate children are benefiting from this amazing woodland experience that you've put together. And not only the children, they're carers and parents too. I know that listeners can find out more of what you're doing by going to your website, which is muddybugsforestschool.co.uk, and there you'll find some amazing photographs, and uh, they're really inspiring. So thank you. It just leaves me to say thank you for listening to this episode of Turning Little Stones. We hope it's given you some food for thought and maybe some ideas to try. 
As always, you'll find the show notes for this episode, together with further information, episodes and resources, by heading over to our website, www.turninglittlestones.com. So until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.